0: I want, to, I want to jump back into the story we looked at last week just for a few minutes, and if you weren't here, uh, essentially it's around the gar- this Garden of Gethsemane experience, and it was it was Jesus's last night with the disciples. It's after this supper, and he's hanging out in this garden having some intimate time, one with himself and another with his closest people. And this is when the guards would come and arrest him, and he'd be basically sold out by Judas, and he ends up he ends up going before the um, kind of different priests and, and Roman governors and. And so the disciples scatter. There's all these, you know, militia escorting Jesus away, and you know, they arrest him. And the disciples scatter, uh, except for two of them. And it says this in John 18:15. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I'm not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around by a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter was also standing with them, warming himself. And, and we looked at last week this, this real shift in Peter's life from being so excited for Jesus, that he would walk on water, that he would draw a sword, that he would risk his own life, to all of a sudden, like, I'm not even sure. I don't know Jesus. And, and just the, the, the sort of the hopelessness of that place and how that, that affects his sort of own identity of who, of who he was. And there's this little line here that just doesn't help Peter's case at first. This says, Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. And presumably the other disciple is John. He wrote the book. He says that about himself a couple times. It's funny. He sort of includes himself that way. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside the door. And as if it wasn't hard enough for Peter as it was, everyone else is sort of ab- scattered. He's, he seems like he's losing Jesus. The hope of this new life and this revolution seems to be rapidly declining. They're trying to keep up with you. At least we can follow Jesus. He gets to a certain checkpoint. The other disciple, John, knows the bouncer, goes in. Peter has to wait outside. And that's a hard place to be when you're stuck outside the door and other people are going through it. And even if times are hard and Peter's like, well, we're all kind of in this together, all of a sudden, doesn't look so bad for John. At least he got to go inside. I'm alone outside the door. I'm left out here. It's cold. John always seemed a little cooler than me, and now he knows this high priest guy, and he goes inside. Here I am. I've given up my entire life for this man of Jesus. I left my home. I've been on the road for for x three years. You know, probably threw away my career, gave up maybe you know a girlfriend, whatever his dreams were. He gave up all these things for Jesus, and now it sort of, sort of, just seems like it's going away. Hey, man, don't you don't you actually know Jesus? No, no, didn't didn't know Jesus. sitting there processing, like, man, where did I go wrong? Should I have not left? And we've all kind of been there. If you think about your life, like, how did I get here? Like, gosh, you know, I should have stayed in school or I should have went to that school. I should have never went to school. I should have started this job. I should have married this person. I shouldn't have married this person. Like, oh, my gosh, how did I get here in those kind of moments that Peter's sort of sitting in? You know, his, his, his friend like goes inside just like a night earlier thinking like, man, this is happening. Who's going to be at Jesus's right hand? Who's going to be in charge? This is going to be awesome. We're going to get big offices. We're going to take over the temple. Now Jesus is arrested and going behind some doors and he starts to feel very distant from Jesus. And those are hard places. And this is a sort of agony of, of Peter and really the people. Because we talk about the hope of Easter. But there has to be some hopelessness if there's going to be hope. What good is there hope if you, think, if you don't need it? What does hope even mean to you sometimes? The great hope. Like, well, what's hope? Well, because we're hopeless. Otherwise, we're hopeless. Peter, at this point, he would have been a good, uh, still just a good Jewish boy. I, I don't think this had any impact in his belief in God, but I just believe he's really hurt in this time. And I just want to show you, you can believe in God and still hurt. You can believe in God and still ache. You can believe in God and still suffer. You can believe in God and still feel left out. You can believe in God and still feel like you don't know who you are. Those things don't always go together. God is in control. God is sovereign. People will lob those things around. I don't think Peter was questioning that. I don't think that was his problem. He just thought it would be different. He just saw his life would be a little bit different. And it hurts to be left out. Wherever Jesus went, Wherever that thing was going, wherever the movement was going to take it, he just felt left out. And now I'm still here, and it's still hard. I don't have my friend. And so Peter's out there in this cold, and he's just losing so much in his life. Jesus, who would have been even a friend at that time. And I think about him wondering, because I've been in these places, like, why? He's like, why do I even care? Why am I sitting here? Why don't I just move on and go? What's captured my heart so much that I have to just suffer through this? And I've felt that way sometimes. And if, if you ever wrestled with your faith sometimes in some hard decisions or, or it could be other areas of life that you're, you're, you have conviction on, I don't know if you ever thoughts about it. Like, do you ever wish, like, I, just, I wish I didn't care. I wish I just didn't care, but I do. I wish I didn't care this way about this person, these friends, this family, my faith, the church, God. It would be so much easier if I didn't care as much. But I do. And sometimes it hurts even to care that much. And we see a guy here, Peter, who's struggling, but man, he cares that much. He cares that much. Yeah, maybe he knows there's still a God, and God is God, but life is looking a little bit different than what he hoped, and it's starting to feel really disappointing. Um, Jesus is, meanwhile, so Peter's in this exchange, and Jesus is going in and out of these different rooms, and he's meeting the Roman governor, and he's with the Jewish leaders, and, and basically the people who arrested him are trying to find someone to sentence him to death. And it goes like this, and this is um, John nineteen twenty eight. Then Jesus, Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial, ceremonial uncleanliness, unclean, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to be want to be able to eat Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said, what charges are you bringing against this man? So they're, so they've got to, they're parading Jesus around, trying to get him executed, and they've gone to a couple of places, and they're like, we well, can't do anything about that. They bring him to the Roman governor, like, let's get the Roman governor in on this. He'll, he'll shut down Jesus for sure. He says, if he were a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, then take care of yourselves and judge him by your own law. Pilate again, the Roman guy, he's like, he's like, I don't care. I don't care about this guy. I don't care about you that much. Sort it out, right? Just sort this whole thing out. Take him and take judge them by your own law. I don't want to get involved. And they said, well, we don't have a right to execute anyone. Like, we'd love to, but we're not allowed to kill people. So you have to help us out here. We don't have this right. And so they objected, and they kind of pushed back on the governor. And this, this took place, it says, to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. And Pilate went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus, Jesus says, is that your own idea, or do others talk you talk to you about me? Pilate replied, am I a Jew? Your own people and chief priests hand you over to me. What is it have you done? He's like I, like, I don't know. Are you the king? Like, great, be the king. King, not king. He's like, what do you think? He's like, I don't know. I'm not Jewish. I don't really know. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Because he said, what have you done? My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You're a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I'm king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. What is truth, retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews, gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at this time of Passover? Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back to him, no not him, give us Barabbas, and Barabbas was, had taken part in an uprising or insurrection, so there's exchange, and then, and he's going back and forth, and I love this line that Jesus throws in there, because it's important for this whole story, and we've heard this before, it's familiar, he said, the kingdom is not of this world, my kingdom of, of, is not of this world, if it were, my servants would have been fighting for me, so my kingdom is from another place, and what we want to understand about this in this, in this context, this story, and for our, our lo- own lives, because you know, the stickers that go around. Have you seen the Not of This World stickers? And it's great, you know, not of this world. But what Jesus isn't saying is like I don't even care about this place. I'm getting out of here tomorrow anyway. So my kingdom's not of this world. If it if it were, we would have done things this way. My kingdom is is here. We just don't do things the way you do them. So the kingdom's not Earthly, but it is on earth. When he begins to set up the, the kingdom, of he, heaven is at hand, this is Jesus' whole story. It's like kingdom of heaven is at hand; it's happening now. It doesn't look like how you think it should happen. Hey, we're presently engaged here, just not the way of here, and that's for you and I. We are, we are, we cannot just pretend like well, I'm not from here, not of this world. So who cares about this world? That's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying I have a kingdom. I'm the king of the kingdom. The kingdom is actually here. We just don't do like how you do with your kingdoms. We don't fight the way you fight with your kingdoms. It's from another, of another place. It's of another mindset. And we notice that sometimes when people come from other places, like, oh, you're not from around here, are you? Right? Anytime people come in and, you know, can even come and go, like you can kind of tell pretty quick, oh, you're not from around here. Or if you travel, people pick you out right away. You just kind of have a sense. She's like, I'm not from around here. We do things a little bit differently where I'm from. And that's the kingdom I'm setting up. And that's the kingdom that the people didn't understand. That's the kingdom that Peter had not yet quite grasped. And his final bit, the, the the governor comes out, he says, He's like, I don't know. This guy seems fine. I have to I have to release someone anyway. You want him? And they say, no, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Now, Barabbas would have been sentenced to ex- for execution. That was this exchange here. Barabbas was, a, they say, uprising or insurrectionist. So Barabbas was essentially sort of a terrorist to the sort of Jewish people, to the Roman government, maybe killed somebody, certainly v- probably behind some acts of violence. That was the kingdom that Barabbas was trying to usher in. They were trying to overthrow the empire with force, with military, with violence. Jesus like, I'm not, that's not how I do things. That's not how we do it, where I'm from. That's not my kingdom. That's not how we work. And the people cry, we'll we'll take Barabbas back then. Because if Jesus isn't going to do what we want, then I'll take the other guy. And I wonder how sometimes, anytime we've been in those places where you're expecting so much from Jesus to be someone that he's not, you're kind of like, I don't know. Jesus isn't really working out for me right now. I'm going to kind of go back to this, this other guy. Whatever that other guy is for you. Friends, money, relationship, whatever that other thing is in your life. This is actually working out better over here. I like the idea of Jesus, but if he's not going to do that, then I kind of have some other options. And so the people are like, man, Jesus done. Not going to do that? I'm not interested. We'll take the other guy. And effectively in this moment, which is interesting, Barabbas basically gets saved by Jesus. This is Jesus' really first act of kind of big word propitiation, but absorbing the, the guilt or sin of someone else for this other guy. And Barabbas goes free. We don't know much about Barabbas. We don't hear about him. We don't know that his life got turned around. We don't, we don't see that he says, thank you, Jesus. You're awesome. He just goes on his way. Jesus stepped in, took the, sent, the death sentence that was meant for this other guy. And that's, man, that's, that's sometimes how his kingdom works. That's sometimes how his kingdom works. There's kind of a lot there in the story, and there's even more to it. But I think all of us have sort of felt left out one way or the other, felt disappointed, felt like other people get to go through the door, but we don't. People say, oh, don't worry, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. Well, I, I keep seeing a lot of people go through. Everyone else seems to know the guy. How come I'm still out here? I think we've all been in times where we've expected something from God that He's He didn't do, and maybe we're waiting on God to do something that He's like, "I'm never going to do that." They could have waited and waited and waited. Jesus is going to do it. He's going to do it. He said, like, "Jesus, I'm not doing that. That's not my kingdom. My kingdom is here. It's now. I'm the king. It doesn't work the way you think." But when we go back to that place of God loves me, it makes those decisions a little bit easier. Jesus to walk that road like God loves me I'm going to follow him. So God thanks for this uh, afternoon just for story Um, just for just the variety of people and characters in in the text God Uh, I think my heart's just heavy especially for those those people right now just feel left out just feel like things are moving past them other people get to go through the door but they're on the outside that they're waiting for God to do something and Maybe you're not going to, and I don't know, but those things can still hurt. So I just pray for you right now. If you're hurting, want to give you permission to be hurting, it's okay. Um, but I also want you to feel God's love. So God is loving them. Uh, so as we close out, in your name, Amen. The preceding was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Gilio was speaking. For more information about New Church, go to n e u e c h u r c h dot com. That website address again is N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening and may God bless you and yours.